Hey everybody, this is Steve Gibson. And I'm Sam Pro. And today on our episode of Distinctly Digital, we will be continuing our series on SEO with our, uh, I almost said Cole Ryder again. Cole Ryder. <laughs> with our copywriter, Cole Windler. Cole, thank you for joining us. Oh, hey guys. How are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing really good. All right. Yeah, it's Friday. It's, uh, it's towards the end of the day. Oh, yeah. And we are heading into my favorite holiday, which is Thanksgiving. It's a fun-filled, food-filled holiday. Say it again. Fun-filled, food-filled. Oh, it's a good thing. Fing, Couldn't do it once. <laughs> All no right, way. everyone. Sit tight. And enjoy the show. <laughs> you really hung the made me sit tight there for so long. Like, you said it like the, it was in question whether this is going to be good or not. It's going to be awesome. It's probably always in question. Appreciate Cole being here, and um, well, I had to be. Well, no, so. that's not true, everyone. <laughs> it's he, not true. I'm just kidding. No, so Cole, uh, the reason we had him on the show is because he he handles the content marketing in our offices, uh, writing for the copy for websites, and then also diving into a lot of the SEO strategy and fundamentals and things that we implement through our marketing processes in those websites. And so we wanted to to continue that the discussion that we've been having on SEO fundamentals. And, and if you recall, and you've been listening, which I know you have been to the previous episodes, um, we've been talking about things, not only what is SEO, but down into things like keywords, key phrases, some basic things that every firm should do, and ways to to be able just to improve that overall visual visual presence and digital presence through the world of of uh, of the internet, and so this is a continuation of that. So Cole can dive in a little bit deeper for us about what it means when we talk about a content strategy and how content plays a role in search engine optimization. So Cole, what are just broad strokes first? What are some of the things we're going to be talking about today? as elements of your SEO content strategy? Well, first off, let me say that it's, thank you for having me here. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm also a listener, uh, first time, first time caller, uh, first time guest. <laughs> um, and, uh, but you know, it's kind of like being part of your favorite show, like being a, being a corpse on CSI Miami. Um, being a corpse. You watch CSI Miami. <laughs> I'm, I have I to, mean, who doesn't? I have to hang out in doctor's offices sometimes. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a random show, man. It's a joke. Just leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so getting in, just getting into SEO, it, it, it's not that hard to maintain and develop a good SEO presence. It requires a few fundamental things and you can get more complicated and you can, and you can, uh, uh, you know, develop your site out for it to include more pages. But really what it takes is first you make a list of topics. You understand what you're about, what you're trying to say. Um, and when you're talking about basic uh, website fundamentals starting out, that includes creating content that says who you are and what you do. It's simple as that. Um, after that, after you make that list of topics, you develop more complicated keywords or long tail keywords on these topics. Um, things that people will search based upon your business, your area, what have you. So say, 
you are a bakery in Cape Girardeau or St. Louis or Tennessee, you would develop a keyword that is basically what people would search, such as bakeries in Cape Girardeau County, bakeries in Southeast Missouri, bakeries in St. Louis or greater St. Louis, something like that. Right. I think it's this is one of those important things. And as Cole kind of mentioned, it's not. You know, it's not necessarily that that SEO is this uncrackable code. Um, it's just a lot of, of being consistent and diligent in what you do and just making an effort at it. And so when he talks about some of these keywords and, and identifying what these are, and I think we even went into some tools last uh, last show or so when Google Keyword Planner, there's there's other things that are out there a little more advanced than than that to be able to do research on effective long tailed keywords or key phrases, but we're not wanting to rank necessarily for broad stroke keywords, things like recruiters or staffing firm. I mean, it would be great if we could. That's the dream. Well, right. The the, the problem with trying to get like a broad stroke ranking in a keyword is generally you have to be really big. It takes a lot of money if you were just a recruiter to say recruiter and to rank nationally on the on the one or on the ads of of, of any Google search. Right. SEO is more about like honing in on what makes you you and who is going to be which audience are you you trying to appeal to? Oh, who you know, a recruiter isn't like, say, a recruiter is not enough. Right. Um. It, it has to be a specific type of recruiter because there's recruiters for everything. Right. Sure, there are generalists, but even generalists have subtopics that they focus on. Sure. And if you're a recruiter that specializes in software sales for the ed tech uh, world, you don't want even people calling you that are specialized in software sales for um, medical device technologies. It would it would actually would not benefit you at all. Well, it would cost you money. Right. Because time. Because you're going to have to be on the phone and tell that person that. That's not what you do. And if you're, you know, if you're a, a, a nice person or you have an affiliate that you that you work with right. in that field, you have to take time to call them to let them know that you're sending this person along. And so that that person gets helped. Right. And one of the hardest thing for 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 recruiters to do. And I, I know this because just we would do it all the time. If someone calls you, you want to give them a little attention. It's it's very difficult to be able to just do hang up on somebody or, 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 or not spend the few minutes with them. They took the effort to call you. And so we want the right people reaching out. We want the right people calling and being able to, to have a conversation. So that's where these long tailed keywords come in. Even, even if it was easy to rank for something like recruiters, it, it, it wouldn't matter because it's going to be too broad. And so. That's that's where these come in. And those long tail keywords take they take research. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's, you have to put yourself in in you know your your customers, your clients' uh, shoes or your candidate's shoes, and and try to figure out what they are going to type in, which which is the shortest road to get with the, to what they want. Right. Um, and then you have to think about varieties mm-hmm. of those words, which kind of brings me to. Um, using those keywords to develop specific pages, to okay. develop landing pages. All right. So we have, oh, go ahead. No, no, that's okay. I was just going to ask, what's a landing page? Oh, a land- <laughs> Is that like, I, I hear that term and I think that's my homepage. I've landed there. No, is that land- right? A landing page is developed around a specific keyword. It incorporates that keyword the recommended amount of times. It's not going to be 13 unless, because the keyword, the, the page isn't going to be that long. It's generally four or five times where that word is incorporated in headers and in, in original, original content that is at least, at least 30% different than another page that you have. 
Because if you don't, you'll be penalized for it. Right, right. And even better to be just completely unique in the content if it can be. It can be. And, and a lot of people use, so landing pages can be even used, you hear that phrase thrown around a lot for just campaigns in general. So we're running a, a paid marketing campaign with a certain ad set that's then going to deliver that individual to a certain page on our website about that product or service or whatever it may be. That would be a, an example of a landing page. But in this sense, we're talking about them a little bit differently. Um, more in the sense from an SEO strategy perspective. Yeah. So um, say you are a cybersecurity recruiter that focuses in the Seattle area. You would, which is a large cyber cybersecurity uh, tech area. You would do a landing page, essentially maybe cybersecurity recruiters in Seattle or in greater Seattle or in Seattle, Washington. All of these are long tail keywords that could be, for they could be that could be three landing pages, right? Um, so you develop around that particular word organically. You still want the content to be good, right? You still want it to be, you still want it to be viable, interesting, engaging, and informative. Because if somebody stumbles upon it and it doesn't really say like the when, where, and the who, then it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah, it can't just be a page with you know cybersecurity recruiters in Seattle listed three times. Building a road to a dead end serves. No one, unless exactly. it's, it's cold to say. Um, <laughs> so your kids can play and it's safe. You don't have to worry about cars coming through it at un- unreasonable rates. So, yeah, no, it is. Cold to sex are great. They're terrible. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if you have a map, they're fantastic. If you're trying to get out of a neighborhood, they're terrible. Um, <laughs> But but the, the, and the point with Cole that you're bringing up, I think is great because uh, so many people think that that even if you have a long tail keyword that is is so maybe it says great uh, cyber to use your example, cybersecurity recruiters. That's hard to say cybersecurity recruiters in Seattle. If you type in Seattle cybersecurity recruiters, that's going to bring completely different results. Yeah. In the search engines. Yeah. I mean, you want to get as close to what you think a user will type as possible. Now, as things develop, that might change. But right now, you want to be as specific as you possibly can be, because like you said, those will give you different results. So, But in the long run, you should probably have pages for both. Oh, yeah. Like any variation that you can put up and that you can that you can do to cover absolutely every base, every keystroke that a user will type, you should do because it just provides more yardage for your net. Yeah, there, there is no limit on the amount of landing pages you can or should have. Right. And th- this is where, like, if your website was built, um, so ideally you have access to your website. So some people don't. Some people are stuck into proprietary systems that that they were developed and they have to call a developer to be able to get that into. And, and there's some things they can't do from an, uh, from just an average user perspective. Now, any of our clients would have the ability to be able to go in and add these things because of the way that we train them and teach them how to use the website. But within this uh, philosophy, it's it, like, like Sam was saying, it's endless in the ability to be able to go on and, and cre- increase the depth of your website and the ways that individuals find you and covering all those different bases in 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 in, in, in the way the words end, different suffixes, uh, in different orders, um, in different geographical locations and different specialties and sub niches and uh, within that vertical or within that industry and finding all those opportunities that's going to be important for you and building out a plan. So Cole, you mentioned that list and and, and building those out. So how much strategy goes into this? I mean, with, as with anything, it depends on the complexity of the issue. Um, You, you, 
it, it all starts with, like we said, that fundamental thing of figuring out who you are and what you actually do. Um, going from there and doing the research, using the tools that you mentioned to see which keywords people are using, which ones have an extreme amount of competition, which ones are being underutilized. Right. Um, you know, I mean, switching up a variation, choosing between two keywords might mean the diff- one might have a, a lot of competition. The other one might not have hardly any, but people are still typing it. Right. So you weighing your options, you go for the, you generally go for the one. If you have to choose one, you go for the one that people are still typing, but it, that is underutilized because you're catching a, a significant portion of that, of that issue's population. Right. And, um, and I think, I think it's one thing these do as well. So when we're talking about just increasing the overall, overall depth of a website um, and the amount of content that's there, as you create these individual pages for these smaller uh, keywords or, or uh, long tailed key phrases, like we're talking about these landing pages, it also raises the overall visibility of the entire site and the core pages that exist. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it, yeah, it creates a, a, a place, a subsection for, for that issue, for that, a, a place where people can go. I mean, you're, it's like building, a, building a wall. And the more bricks you put in, the the the, the more things you're going to catch, or the more. Th- I mean, a wall is probably not a good analogy because you want people to come to your site. The net, <laughs> the, net the net is probably the net is probably better. the the more The more strings you have in the net, the le- the, the the smaller the holes are, and the more things you catch because things can still go through. So that's a better Worked metaphor. Through the wow. analogy, that was but, good. But <laughs> shut up. <laughs> this is our copywriter. Yeah. Uh, so like talking also talking about the depth of a, of a website, along with those, along with those land, those landing pages there that are, uh, that flesh out, you know, the, the, the users that you catch. We also want to talk about something that's a really, really, really simple thing to do. And that also builds your website out, creates more depth and, can create more content is developing a blog. Oh yeah. It's, it's not hard to do. Well, you say that and, and you're a really good writer (laughs) and, and, but the average person is not a, I would say it's not that they're bad writers is that they don't do it professionally. Yeah. Yeah. That that's true. Um, but as far as accessibility goes, that's true. I mean, and doing a bit of proofreading, writing some original content, writing your thoughts, because I mean, user engagement is about. Oh, I almost, <laughs> I almost turned the recording off. Um, uh, user engagement is about you know connecting with your audience, and if you are an industry expert and you are you have spent you know 20, 30, 10, 15, however many years of your life within this industry, you know it, and you have some you have some information, you have some perspectives that other people will find valuable, and that will that connection is an essential part about, about building, building an essential part of the equation about connecting with your audience, knowing what they go through, knowing the obstacles they face and giving them a few solutions or a few ideas to help them along the way. Um, Building that blog out. It's, it's similar to the keyword strategies within a landing page. Right. Um, but it creates more of a conversation, I think, than a landing page does. It's a different type of content. Sure. It's actually something to chew on. It's substantial. Yeah. Um, it's the start of a dialogue. Right. And go ahead, Sam. I was going to say, and also from um, when you are moving forward from SEO and you're thinking about like content creation and your content strategy past that, having blogs, 
can give you a lot of ways to recreate and distribute your information. A blog can then be a social media post. It can, um, you know, become a topic that you talk about on a podcast. It can be, you know, a little video you make on YouTube, like one little, you know, what, 300 to 700 word uh, blog that you write can turn into five or six or 10 pieces of content. And, and a blog can really show the that you are apprised on the current state of your industry. It can show growth and in, in in your perspectives by creating a series of blogs about the because you know some of the topics that people deal with are very complex and they deserve very com, a very complex like approach. So you can write a series of blogs where content grows upon content. It, it creates you know it, user interaction it creates loyalty um and you can create a community with through social media and and blog use you can build that community by giving people things to talk about and then giving them an avenue to to preserve pursue future conversations yeah. Yeah. i think i think this is where the the word blog um people people have a misconception still of really what it is because it started out as this thing where you sit down and you just you just talk about your feelings you live journaled right yeah. right and, and there are still have you guys read mine yeah we have <laughs> it's not safe to publish um but we we could and uh and uh i was gonna make an office joke but i'm not gonna do it um uh, thank you for rising above yeah i appreciate um, that so with uh when we when we go and put out a blog it's, it's not just your thoughts or your feelings it's actually something that can be substantial it's it's a piece of content that's created to educate and inform and we talk about it from an SEO perspective, you have those different angles on it. Not every blog you write is going to be 100% the best SEO blog. But if it can be used in the other ways, like Sam mentioned, you get a lot of value out of it and some SEO value out of it. In other ways and other opportunities, you may say, I have this great idea of, of a topic that will relate to a keyword or key phrase that then the emphasis will be SEO. And I'm not necessarily going to share it through LinkedIn and through other aspects, but I'm going to use it to be able to enhance my website. And so there's different ways to be able to think about this content you're creating within these blogs, insights, news, whatever we want to call it, portion of your website. Yeah. And, and the, the blog also provides an opportunity to really emphasize the voice of your company, your site, um, you know, your, your, your generalized, your general mission. Um, it, it allows you just to actually speak as a, sometimes as a person rather than a company. And as, as visible as companies are now, Achieving some sort of genuine voice, um, some real communication with your users, your customers, your clients, what have you, is absolutely essential. Because if not, you're just another company. You're just another name. You're just another number. You're just another provider that's just flat. Right. And this is one. And I was even talking to a, a, a potential client today on the phone and he he, he made this statement. And I'm going to steal it from him because uh, I think it's a good statement is the 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 Internet and the way that we use our website and the way that we can have the opportunity to market ourselves now as small businesses has changed. And 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 the, the playing field, it's leveled it out. Oh, yeah. It's given everybody now an opportunity to be impactful or to reach their audiences in the way that only big companies could before that could that could afford large marketing budgets and, you know, print advertisement and all the things that go along with that. Now 
we we can control this as a small recruiting firm. You don't have to be Corn Ferry to do this. Don't don't come after us, Corn Ferry. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say, didn't mean to say Corn Ferry's name. Now sponsored by Corn Ferry. <laughs> Not sponsored <laughs> anyway by Corn Ferry. I'm maybe a good example outside of the recruiting world, which so we risk not offending anyone, um, is a company like that's multinationally known, known, that's not a word, mm-hmm. multinationally known, uh, which is very famous and through various uh, blogs, podcasts and social media venues became very huge. And that's Black Rifle Coffee. Right. That is not a, that is not a gigantic company. That is a, that is that is still a relatively small company that is known throughout the world for its coffee right. because of its messaging, because of its social media presence, because of its everything. Like a lot of people know and as small as they are, they probably shouldn't. I mean, they're not right. tiny, tiny, but they're not. They're not Folgers. Big. Well, they built a they built a community yeah. around what they do. And they did that by producing content and and being involved from these these platforms, their website, their newsletters, yeah. uh, the things that they were putting out there. They, they built a presence that uh, that became something that people wanted to be a part yeah. of. Um, and, and that's, you know, and that's really from, from a recruiting perspective, that's what we have the potential to do when we talk about our websites and creating that information and content on there and, and the value that it brings then from, from being able to be more visible and optimized within that, within that website itself. Yeah. I mean, every day we hear from, from clients and candidates alike about their experiences they've, they've had with various firms. And we, and we see online, people call them calling themselves experts and gurus and thought leaders. Well, content is a way to prove it. Yeah, it really is. And it being able to, to, it's kind of putting your, your, your money where your mouth is in in a lot of ways. And, and not just, and again, there, there is opportunity for all kinds of information. You know, sometimes you can repost information that, that, that you saw somewhere else. And maybe it's a nice story. Maybe it's, it's something that touches your heart and and has that feel good vibes about it. But, but there's nothing that, that can replace the, the knowledge that, that, an experience that you bring to the table and being able to articulate that in some form or fashion, especially from a long form content perspective on a platform like your website. Oh, sure. I mean, different perspectives are interesting. That's why even though like that's why when you're at a baseball game and somebody else was at the same game, you still ask them about it, even though you were there because they were sitting in a different seat than you. They have a unique perspective. Right. They may have seen something you didn't. They may appreciate a player that you have no idea the name of, or they may have seen something that you didn't see because you were in the bathroom. Right. Like, see, it's a really good metaphor. Yeah, but, I, know, <laughs> I really do like that because the, the perspective is interesting. Even if you don't think you have anything of value and you were talking to somebody within the same industry that maybe is a, uh, a we'll just use the word. If I, if I can, thought leader in the industry. I love thought leader. Oh, man, thought leaders. Thoughties. Our little thoughties. We call them thoughties around here. Hashtag thoughties. <laughs> but but if, even if you're talking to somebody that I has this, my, re- my own feelings this renowned experience within your industry, even your perspective, as little and minute as you may think it is, it's still different than theirs. And it brings value to what to what you're discussing and what you're talking about. Well, it's part of the community. It's part of the experience. Right. And so all these things we're, we're talking about, you know, not only do they do they bring that kind of um, credibility uh, to the table and and, and help um, educate and, and make an impact in the individuals that you're dialoguing with, clients and candidates that you're talking to, but they help bring more visibility to your website. And so that's why content is so great because of all the different facets that are involved within the way that it just elevates your entire uh, presence and branding for your company. Yeah. 
So before we go any further, guys, let's go ahead and take a moment to thank our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Recruiter's Websites, where we can handle all your marketing and website development needs. That was a little too serious. It wasn't even a joke. It sounded like an ad. So, Steve, you were talking about the versatility of the content that you're putting out there and that some of our thoughties are putting out there. Um, Cole, do you have any other content strategies that our listeners can utilize for upping their SEO game? I mean, we've talked, we've talked about, you know, being succinct and being direct in in who you are. We've talked about creating uh, landing pages, specific SEO sort of bricks for your, your, your SEO wall. Bricks for your net. Your net. Bricks for your net. Um, (laughs) We talked about, we talked about setting up a blog so that you can really connect with your audience and uh, get some, your unique perspective out there and become part of, part of the greater community and become a participant. Um, but really there, you know, the two last things is just, you know, there's two best practices, which one is staying ahead of best practices because you're the algorithm that that dominates Google and various search engines is always changing. It's always becoming more sophisticated. So really one, do your homework, always be trying to pay attention to the best practices, seeing what the technology is doing and how you can create content that fully utilizes it. Secondly, just be consistent because if you don't continue to put out new content, um, whether it be a blog or whether it be a landing page, any, anything SEO driven, you're just you're going to be lost because people rely rely upon you continually putting out more content. The algorithm notices you more as you consistently put more out more SEO driven content, um, and it just makes you visible from a, from sort of a marketing standpoint yeah. that you're there. Like if you don't if you have a blog and you haven't posted since 2016, many people's first question will be if, is whether you're in business or not. Yeah. A data. Yeah. And that's why it is dangerous if you're, if you're not consistent within it. So you know, it's, it's like having a bad website. You're better off not ha- not having a website at all than having a bad website. And same thing with content. If you're not producing consistent content, then, then I probably wouldn't do it at all, which I know that's kind of a scary thing to think about. But when you think, when, when you take it from this perspective, you have so much advice. I've heard this, I've heard this phrase being, being toted around. I know we're running long here, but I, I do want to say this because I think it's important. I've heard this in, in, in the industry. Someone said, and I'm not going to say who, but someone said, you're a content f- producer first before you're a recruiter. That's a stupid statement because you could be the best content producer in the world. And if you're not a, a great recruiter and you don't know how to handle that process and go through and being able to work them through from the initial conversation, all the way through the interviews, through the offer, all the way through the guarantee period, all the things that a recruiter has to do throughout that, what some would call a 30 step process. It, it doesn't matter how, how often you get them to your website, to the content you're producing. But, and, and then they'll, those are the same individuals. They'll tell you, well, you should be writing a LinkedIn post every single day or three times a day or, creating blogs once a week. These are unrealistic goals. It's like crash diets. It's when you, like, if you have a, 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 a goal and you're wanting to lose weight and all of a sudden you go on this diet that, that you're not going to, you're not going to eat, but one time a day, you're going to have four ounces of meat. And that's all you're going to do at some point because of the difficulty of it, you're going to fail. 
it's just, it's, it's not sustainable. Yeah. And so finding something that's sustainable, something that you can stick to a once a month, once a quarter blog posting once a week, e- even on LinkedIn and, and, and on those platforms, just having whatever the consistency can be, make it part of your plan as you go into that, that next day or that next week, as you're writing that into your schedule, you have your call block, then, then you have a 30 minute block to write a blog post or write a, a social media post, then go to lunch and then go back to recruiting and doing the things that you're supposed to do. But having those things in place, understanding that strategy and, and having a consistency about it uh, allows you to, to be able to be successful in a lot of these things that Cole shared with us today. Yeah, that blog will keep producing results while you are still recruiting. Oh, yeah. Like it's still doing its job. Uh, or that LinkedIn post or whatever you did, just because you're not looking at it or, you know, paying attention doesn't mean it disappeared. It's still there. It's still doing its job. And now you're doing what you do best, which is recruiting. I mean, content, content should be reflective of your experience. It should be, it should be offer something. It should either inform or entertain or, make uh, uh put a spotlight on something somebody else isn't noticing uh and then seo should make you visible um creating really good content in you know it makes it okay for you to be seen because seo is gonna make is gonna is gonna make you show up so make sure that you want to be seen make sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing make sure that your content is truly reflective of who you genuinely are because if it's not Somebody's going to notice. Right. Yeah. Then it just does the opposite and it becomes counterproductive. But there's so many facets of that. And, and, you know, I think really the aspect of creating genuine content and what that looks like probably is a whole nother discussion um, as we as we continue on in these podcasts. So, um, Cole, we really appreciate you spending some time with us, sharing some of the insights that you have from from writing this kind of content every single day and working with with recruiters across multiple different industries and and verticals and of all sizes. You know, this is something that 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 we I think Cole's been here for two years now two years um, that we have the opportunity yeah we we have the opportunity to be able to do this with with so many different organizations in in the last 10 years that we've been nearly 10 years that we've been in business and so um it's always an exciting part of of what we get to do is help be able to tell that brand and that story and and develop a consistency to that marketing efforts and and, in helping our clients become more visible so um, next week, Sam, do we have a topic yet? Ooh, it's a mystery. Oh, it's a mystery topic. I wasn't sure if we were going to have to expand uh, into a fourth week of SEO. So um, it is a mystery. Okay. Well, it, it may be SEO focused. It may not be. It might be, I don't know, web something about just marketing. Keep, just keep it as a mystery. <laughs> That's all you had to say. You didn't have to elaborate. I, I know. I was going to come up with something really great on the spot, but then... And then you didn't. And then I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for your time. We'll look forward to, to, to seeing you again next week on Distinctly Digital. 